It's time for Decal Download, your source for news and information from the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning. We'll hear from Commissioner Amy M. Jacobs and special guests to give you an update on all things Decal. This is Decal Download. Downloading now. And welcome back to Decal Download. I'm Rich Griffin, Chief Communications Officer here at the Georgia Department of Early Care and Learning, along with Commissioner Amy Jacobs. Well, our pandemic Thanksgiving is behind us. Now straight ahead is our COVID Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of those just a few weeks away. So it seemed like a great time for a special holiday episode of Decal Download And Commissioner, it's time to celebrate those age-old traditions that keep our spirits merry and bright, really no matter what the circumstances. Absolutely. We all know our uh, holidays are going to look a little different this year, but we need to celebrate just the same. And I'm sure we can all get creative um, this year to make sure we still spend time with our friends and our family. Yeah, and as, as is our tradition, we're going to be featuring comments from several of our DECAL team asking them, what's your favorite holiday tradition and what's your New Year's resolution for 2021? Come quickly, 2021. (laughs) We're also joined by Decal Nutrition Health Educator Diana Myers, who's going to help us survive all the holiday parties and office treats that seem to be coming at us constantly this time of year, maybe even more so virtually when you're at home and uh, with close Uh, proximity to the fridge, and uh, LaToya Longshore, CCS Northwest Regional Consultant, and Jennifer McCreary, Regional Manager for Georgia's Pre-K Program, joining us today to talk about great gift ideas for children birth to five, since that's kind of our wheelhouse, our specialty, children birth to five. So come to us to talk about great gift ideas. Should be fun. Ladies, welcome to the podcast. Happy holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays. So, Commissioner, let's lead off with you. Well, we've got this question. What's your favorite holiday tradition, and do you have a New Year's resolution for 2021? I do not have a New Year's resolution for 2021. I don't usually make resolutions. Um, I do hope there's a vaccine and we can all get back to work and um, normalcy. So that's my wish. Definitely not a resolution. Um, as far as the holiday tradition, um, I know I say this every year, but it's my annual tradition of um, taking my children to see Santa Claus and ride the pink pig. But bad news is pink pig is not operating because of COVID-19 this year. Oh no. So that's not good. However, Santa Claus, you can make an appointment, you wear a mask and you do not sit on his lap. So we will be doing that. It'll just be COVID style this year. So the good news is you can still meet with Santa at Lennox. The bad news is you're actually sitting at Phipps. Exactly. Uh, that- <laughs> with a plexiglass in between the two of you. <laughs> yeah. Real, true social distancing right. going on. Well, I love that. And of course, you know, I love the Pink Pig. It was a tradition back when I was uh, a kid, too. Except it was Rich's department store, downtown Atlanta. It was more of a monorail up on the roof of the building, but we talked about that. But um, I thought you were going to say because of swine flu, there was no pink pig (laughs) this year, but it's because of COVID. All right. Diana, how about you? 
Well, I'll say my favorite holiday tradition is I love when I get to put on the holiday music and decorate the Christmas tree. And we have a house this year, so we're going to actually go uh, get our own Christmas tree. So we'll have that nice, fresh smell in the house as well. And my New Year's resolution is, so I turned 30 in January. So this past year, I've been kind of thinking about my last, you know, my last two decades and... So I think this upcoming year, it'll be intentional transformation. So thinking about those things that I've kind of prioritized this past year and, you know, especially in 2020, we've learned what our top priorities have become and becoming more intentional about them this year. Mm, I love that. Having a theme for the year. I think it's a great idea. LaToya, what is your favorite holiday tradition and do you have a New Year's resolution for 2021? So my favorite holiday tradition is definitely something I've adapted from my family, which is baking gingerbread cookies. Um, I've watched my parents incorporate ways to teach me how to measure, how to read recipes, and I've kind of adapted that with my own two children. So I use each moment as a teachable one so I can encourage that reading math and science with my own kids at home. Great idea. And your resolution? Yeah, as far as the the New Year's resolution, I've been going back and forth on what can it be? This year has been so, so unexpected. So I've made it to where I can actually make time for myself and incorporate reading more. And I've said, you know what, next year, I'm going to read a book a month. So that's 12 books a year. I love that. Great idea. And we're all into literacy around here. So I think that you're leading by example on that. And I can just smell those gingerbread cookies Uh, when you're baking those uh, at home. That's great. Jennifer, how about you? So my favorite tradition is our family Christmas party. Um, 39 years ago, my uncle hosted our first Christmas party. So we've been doing it for a really, really long time. This year, we won't be able to do it, but that's all right. Um, We will celebrate super big next year. Um, During the Christmas party, they always uh, gift a, a new Christmas ornament. So it started out that my aunt would make them by hand um, as the family grow grew and um, we have great nieces and great nephews. Now um, they buy those. And so they're typically a theme, which is OSU, Ohio State Buckeyes. So we all have Ohio State Buckeye ornaments for our tree. But I think the best part is when the kids and I decorate the tree, um, looking back on all of those different years, um, they're definitely milestone um, ornaments of when, you know, I got married or when we, became a family. And um, so that, that's always fun. I think that's my favorite part. Yeah, those are great. And your New Year's resolution, anything in the works for 2021? I don't really do New Year's resolutions either. I used to, and my resolution was the same every year, which was to drink more water. Um, but because it was the same every year, I wasn't really doing a good job of it. So I've kind of adapted it and I'm trying to create a bucket list each year. Um, This was the first year that I did my bucket list, and I only had two things on there. Um, One was to get home to see my mom more often, um, and so I was able to get home before COVID. Um, The other one was to get family portraits, and that has not happened yet, so maybe I can move that to next year. (laughs) All the big plans we had for 2020. You know, it's funny. I was looking back at some photos on Facebook and friends that were celebrating New Year's 2020. And I was thinking to myself, we didn't even know, know uh, what, was, what was coming. Talking about Christmas tree ornaments, it's funny, we decorated our tree a little earlier this year. I think we're all kind of pushing it, um, just wanting to decorate and, and get into the holiday spirit. 
And uh, especially because we're still mostly working at home, I think it's nice to have the decorations up in the tree and everything. My wife and I were talking about the meaning behind all of the ornaments. And she had, you know, an ornament for uh, both of our daughters when they were born and, and one for when we got married in our first home and our next home. And we have one from the 1996 Olympic Games, if you can believe that, when they were held here in Atlanta with the logo on that. And then all of a sudden she had a little truck with a Christmas tree in the back of it. And I said, so what's the story behind that one? And she said, uh, that's the night that I went to Target and <laughs> just discovered this ornament. There's no story behind it. I said, thank you. I, I love that. That's great. So um, we wanted to talk to our decal team. We've been working remotely since March and we could all use a little holiday cheer right about now. So we asked them, same question. What's your favorite holiday tradition? And what is your wish or resolution for 2021? Let's see what they had to say. Greetings. This is Danita Hammond, and I am the Southeast Regional Manager with DECAL here in the CAPS Division. My favorite holiday tradition is every Thanksgiving after we come our meal we all get together and we call it trim the tree so everyone decorates and makes the house festive and ready for the next holiday and as far as new year's resolutions i don't really believe in them because we tend to veer off of them so for each year i always pick a word so for 2021 my word is purpose and i want to be more intentional on living in my purpose everyone have a safe and happy holiday Hi, this is Amanda Tarpley and I'm the CAPS Family Support Manager with DECAL here in the Southwest region. My favorite holiday tradition since 2005 is writing clues on my family's Christmas gifts and having them guess what they think is inside before they open it on Christmas morning. My New Year's resolution? To keep looking ahead and focus not on the past, but on all that's in front of me. Peace out, 2020. Hello, this is Chanel Johnson, and I am the Director for Family Support in the CAPS program. I am working in my home office out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, and my favorite holiday tradition is making Christmas cookies with my best friend and my four-year-old daughter, Savannah. Also, my New Year's resolution is to drink more water at least a gallon a day so I can be very hydrated. Hi, everyone. This is Sean Matthew. I am a CCS team member located on the sixth floor here at DECAL. One of my favorite holiday traditions is to take my children on pajama rides as we look at the Christmas lights in our area. Something that I would love to accomplish in the new year is to start horseback riding. I am a pretty low-key, laid-back person, and I think this is something that will add some adventure to my life. I'm looking for a skilled equestrian, and I'll just start making baby steps toward my new hobby. Wish me luck. Hi, this is Allison O'Hara, Program Director for Inclusion and Behavior Support at DECAL. One of my family's favorite holiday traditions is to watch the Muppet Christmas Carol the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, this is something we've always done ever since I was a little bitty girl to kick off the Christmas season. And I just got to carry on that tradition with my two-year-old son uh, last week. Hi, this is Bridget Radishak, and I'm the Child and Family Development Supervisor with DECAL here in Athens. My favorite holiday tradition is making homemade pierogi with my family and eating them on Christmas Eve. 
and my New Year's resolution is to move more in 2021. Happy Holidays to all of my friends at DECAL. Hi, this is Heather Melillo, Pre-K Teacher of the Year from West End Elementary in Rome, Georgia. My favorite holiday tradition has always been on Christmas Eve night, after dinner was finished, my grandmother would take all the grandchildren for a walk around the block to look for Santa. We would sing Christmas carols, we would be looking up at the sky, all excited, and my family would be running out of the door screaming, he's here, he's here. We would run and leave my grandmother out in the wind and try to get back in time to see Santa. We never did catch him though. And as an adult today, I continue that tradition with my two nephews. Every Christmas Eve after dinner, I take them around the block and we search the skies for Santa. My New Year's resolution this year is going to be to continue to spread kindness, even when faced with lots of challenges and when you're in a difficult situation, choose kind because you never know that it can turn somebody's day completely around. Thank you. Hi, this is Carrie Ashby and I'm the Executive Director with Decal Foundation here in the Atlanta office. My favorite holiday tradition is going to the Nutcracker with my mom and grandmother and my little girl and I know that this year will be different um, as we will most likely not be going to the Nutcracker and, and, and possibly um, just watching my daughter and maybe a couple of her neighborhood friends put on a show for us. But that has always been um, a wonderful family tradition that that really got us into the holiday spirit each year. In terms of New Year's resolutions, I do not have any for this year because you just don't know what the year is going to give you. So I think mainly I'm just going to focus on, um, on my family and spending as much time as possible with them. And, um, and staying off of social media. But in terms of writing down a resolution, I think I'm going to steer clear of that this year. Thanks so much. Hey, this is David and Legal. This year, my family started a new tradition. Beginning on December 1st, we're going to read a chapter of the Book of Luke every night. There are 24 chapters, and in the end, we'll have a full account of Jesus' life and know who and why we celebrate on Christmas morning. And we don't do New Year's resolutions. Hi, my name is Aldrin Healy, and I'm the 2020-21 Georgia Private Pre-K Teacher of the Year. My favorite holiday tradition is the Christmas Eve Pajama Games Night that I've hosted for the last 10 years. It started as a private family evening and had grown to a major event with my extended families, friends, and the neighbors. I will surely miss it this year. But we will continue a less glamorous tradition of opening one present at 12.01 a.m. Christmas morning. My New Year's resolution is to live life to the fullest, be the best person I can be, and spend more time with my son. Hello, my name is Brian Griffin and I'm a Quality Support Specialist with the Pre-K Division at Bright from the Start. I currently live on St. Simons Island and my favorite holiday tradition is decorating gingerbread houses with my niece and my nephew. Um, my New Year's resolution is to be more healthy and get outside and exercise more. And thanks to everyone for sharing their comments with us. We hope you enjoy all those great traditions with your family and friends. 
and that all your New Year's wishes for 2021 come true, especially those pertaining uh, to the end of COVID-19 and brighter days uh, ahead after that. So Diana, before we get to the holidays, let's talk about working from home in a pandemic with that kitchen and fridge so easily accessible, pretty tempting to snack. What, what have you observed uh, from all of this? Yeah, so as, as I'm thinking about this year, as I talk about prioritizing and being intentional, I have also found this to be really challenging, just having the fridge close and having things, what we eat is, is part of our environment and that really impacts what the foods that we choose. And so even I have the schooling, I've done this, I've been through this, I know the importance of nutrition and I found that to be really challenging. And so I think that um, considering how our environment plays a role is a really important thing and making sure that we're patient with ourselves and we set ourselves up for success. So, um, you know, when we're thinking about this, this could be, I found that a lot of the things that you think about to grab quickly, those convenience foods are a lot of those highly processed foods. So those are the, the chips and the crackers and the cookies and the, you know, those things that are really easily accessible. And so shifting our focus to how we can make some of those healthier items more accessible is really important. And I've done some both making things accessible as well as some psychological shifting of the fridge. And so making sure that I put some fresh fruits and cut up vegetables in the front of the fridge and having bell peppers and carrots and oranges and melons right when you open the fridge so you see them. Um, you know, putting them next to some lean proteins or plant-based proteins as well as whole grains. And so making those things easily accessible. And I think the other thing too, is I drink tea throughout the day. And I know a lot of people may drink coffee throughout the day, especially as we're in a new environment. And so one consideration that I've found is actually putting the tea kettle or the electric tea kettle in my workspace. So I'm not having to go to the kitchen every time that I'm grabbing, you know, getting a new cup of tea. And so that makes it that I'm not thinking about having to grab a snack at the same time as well. And the other thing is just, you know, I think the thing that I've really realized is we really have to take care of ourselves because a lot of, a lot of the challenges that come and the considerations that I've seen and changes of how we've eaten over this time have come with stress and changes of the environment. And so when we're not giving ourselves that time and that, that stress tends to build up and we're not, you know, we tend to crave more of those high sugar, high fat items. So making sure that we're staying hydrated throughout the day. Jennifer is talking about drinking more water. So keeping a water bottle with you and stay, staying hydrated throughout the day and taking small breaks when you need them and get up and move and move around so that you're feeling that act activity. Because a lot of times when we crave things, it's because we're, we're thirsty or we're craving movement or we're craving other things. And that just kind of uh, covers up on it. Well, let's take a break and enjoy a little Christmas music. Uh, Katura Wafer is our training logistics coordinator in professional learning. She was the winner of Decal's Got Talent in October of 2019 and just blew us all away with her amazing voice. Here is Katura singing Donny Hathaway's This Christmas. Hello, hello, Decal. This is Katura. Used to be Washington, but it is Wafer. And I am the Training Logistics Coordinator with the Instructional Supports Department, uh, the Professional Learning Team, Professional Development Learning Team. And I am wishing you and yours a very happy and a very Merry Christmas. And my Christmas gift again this year, this is our second Christmas together, and accompanying me is my wonderful husband, Mr. James Wafer. 
And so together we are wishing you and yours a very safe, very wonderful holiday season this year, hoping that you get the opportunity to create some new wonderful and lasting memories, even in the midst of everything that's going on this year. We wish you all the best. Hang all the mistletoe I'm gonna get to know you better This Christmas And as we trim the tree How much fun it's gonna be Together This Christmas, the fireside is blazing bright. We're caroling through the night. And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas. and cards are here my world is filled with cheer and you this Christmas and as I look around your eyes outshine the town they really do this Christmas fireside is blazing bright we're caroling through the night And this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me And this Christmas, yes, will be a very special Christmas for me. Shake a hand, shake a hand, shake a hand, make a friend, spread love, joy all over the land. Merry Christmas. Katura Wafer, everybody, training logistics coordinator in professional learning. A great job there. With I think she might have done better than Donnie Hathaway, the late great Donnie Hathaway did with this Christmas. Remember when she sang at uh, our all staff meeting? Oh, she was amazing um, then, and she was amazing uh, this time too. I mean, the crowd went wild, and I know um, our listeners are going to love it. 
it gave me chills. I mean, both her and Letitia Lewis, who uh, was another great singer from our CAPS program, uh, all of the performers were uh, outstanding. And uh, that was a great memory from kind of taking us back. Uh, but uh, Katura, who got married, by the way, That's right. since uh, that talent show. I don't know if that led to her getting married. Maybe someone out of the crowd just came right up and proposed. <laughs> I mean, it is proposal worthy. She has a beautiful voice. Oh, she's outstanding. Great personality. And one of the, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet uh, at DECAL. Just always uh, bright sunshine, not only during the holidays, but uh, every day. And she's one of those folks we've really missed seeing um, since we've been working from home. But great to hear her voice uh, today. Um, Diana, looking at the holidays, we know that the parties and the large gatherings may be more scarce this year, but food will still play a major part of those celebrations. Is it possible to enjoy the holidays and still eat and drink healthy? Yes, it's definitely possible. I know it's, you know, it may not be easy, but it's definitely possible. And it's important that we take a couple of considerations prior to starting these holiday days or making our holiday meals. I think one thing is if we're having if we're not going to see large group gatherings or we're not going to be in person, we'll be in smaller group gatherings with our families. And so we can consider what our priorities are of what we're making that day and what food we're serving on that day. Maybe we don't need the, the full, you know, what, 15, 12 course meal that we're usually cooking on the holidays. But I think a couple of really key points to consider around the holiday time period is start the day off right. So there's a lot of myths out there that say, oh, I'll, I'll skip breakfast because then I'll, you know, save some calories here and I'll be able to eat it at this meal. But really, it's important to fill up to fill up with a complete meal in the beginning of the day. So combining a lean protein with a healthy fat with some whole grains at the beginning of the day. And when you combine these types of nutrients, they it's slower to digest. So it actually keeps you fuller longer. So then you're not all of a sudden starving and stuffing yourself at this holiday meal. Because in the end, what you're looking at is you have to focus of, of the quality of your calories rather than the quantity of your calories. So that breakfast could look like oatmeal with nut butter and some fruit or some whole grain toast with some avocado and hummus or spinach and a mush, you know, spinach and mushroom omelet, something that'll tide you over and starting those healthier practices earlier in the day. Another thing to consider too is a lot of times, whether we're in person or we have Zoom gathering meals or we're just in our working environment, we do a lot of grazing. So we're not sitting down and eating at the table, but we're, we're walking around the table and grabbing things here and grabbing things there, but we're not actually sitting down for an intentional meal. So making sure that we're being more intentional about where we eat and maybe not eating where you're working or while you're working, that's a, you know, always a thing that we're, we may be guilty of. Um, but being, being more intentional about how you fill your plate and where you're eating that food. And lastly, carry around a water bottle. So it's really easy to grab those. We've got eggnog in the fridge or, you know, whatever the holiday drink might be. So making sure that you're carrying a water bottle with you, because a lot of times seeing that water bottle right beside you will be a good reminder to continue hydrating. And, you know, if, if water gets monotonous and you want to switch it up and add some seltzer water or something like that, but making sure that we're being more hydrated with ourselves throughout the day as well. If you just want to go crazy and grab some seltzer water. I love that. I <laughs> <laughs> so um, Diana, last year you brought us the four P's of mindful eating. And I thought they were great suggestions, um, whether you're in a pandemic or not. So these are the four P's, even in a pandemic, there's your fifth P. Walk us through those, if you don't mind. 
Yeah, absolutely. So the first P of mindful eating is pay attention to your plate and pint. So we've talked a little bit about this, but again, as a reminder, don't skip meals during the day, even if it's a small meal or a snack type meal, making sure that you're maintaining that, you know, ma making sure that you're maintaining that satiety throughout the day as well and not getting super hungry so that you stuff yourself in the end. Making sure that you're pairing complex carbohydrates with a protein and unsaturated fat for, throughout the day so that you have something that's complete and that it's a lot of things, the high, high fat, high sugar items, they go through us really quickly. And so even though we've just eaten something that tends to, we tend to get hungry sooner than if we were to eat a fuller meal like that. And if you're in person, catch up with, especially if we're, we're walking into a room, a lot of times people hover around the food. That's the easiest thing. But making sure that we're catching up with friends and family away from the table. So start off with that catch-up moment rather than going straight to the table. That's if you're in person. Um, and it could be doing during Zoom meetings, making sure you're not mindlessly eating during a Zoom meeting or being more intentional about it, setting at the table and you have your plate at the table and being more intentional about that. And the other thing is a lot of the things that we're eating this time of the year are things that we don't typically get year round. So eat what you love and don't get year round. So if there's something that you have on the table that maybe you're, you eat that on a regular basis, maybe that's not the time for this. Maybe you want to focus on the things that you're not typically getting. So take a walk around that food line prior to filling up your plate. And also lastly for that first P is think about your plants. So prioritize your plants. The fiber from fruits and vegetables help to ease your digestion and stabilize your blood sugar. And so that's really helpful in making sure that you're, you're maintaining those blood sugar levels as well throughout the day. The second P of mindful eating is portion sizes key. So when we are sitting down to eat at the table and we have these huge plates in front of us, I know if I'm gonna see that and I have all this delicious food in front of me, I'm gonna fill up that plate because that's the typical thing that we think to do, especially at a big holiday meal. And so if you choose a smaller plate, you may still fill up that plate, but you're not filling it up with as much food because you have a smaller plate to look at. Another thing is taking a taste. So maybe there you don't need the full portion of everything. So prioritizing, what do you wanna get a full portion of? And the lastly, avoid your portion distortion. So serving sizes, a lot of the meals that we get at our, our regular restaurants are, are very um, distorted in terms of portion value. So thinking about your serving size and the, the easiest way to think about that is if you, look at the, if you look at your hand, you can actually use it as a guide. So a protein is the palm of your hand. Vegetables is the size of a fist. A carb serving is the size of a cupped hand. And the serving of fat is the top of your thumb. So when you think about that, and when you think about filling up your plate, consider those different portion sizes as well. Thirdly is uh, on the mindful eating is press pause. So when you are eating those foods that you don't get year round, slow down your eating and savor that flavor, especially if we only get this one or two times of the year, enjoy that food and eat mindfully throughout the way. It also takes our brain up to 20 minutes to recognize that it's full. So slow down before you get seconds. Give yourself to some time to see how you're feeling and really recognize when you're ready to get seconds. And that kind of leads us into the final one, which is practice listening to your body. So how are you feeling? Are you enjoying the food that you're eating? Are you, how fast are, is the, are you eating the food? Are you actually chewing the food that you're eating? These are things, I took a mindful eating class and we, I can't remember what we were eating, but it was something that was crunchy and we were eating it 
And I realized, wow, sometimes I don't even recognize the crunch or the flavors or texture, textures of those foods because we're eating so quickly or doing other things at the same time. So how do you take in those flavors and eat until you're satisfied and not stuffed? One way to kind of prevent that, that post-holiday meal food coma is um, you know, getting some physical activity and it helps to stabilize your blood sugar level. So go on a walk after dinner or, you know, turn on the music and dance around with your family or play some flag football in the backyard, whatever it may be. Enjoy some family time as well as having physical activity at the same time. Those are all very great reminders. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about holiday meals um, and are there healthier choices for holiday meals that we should be making? Should we be eating more proteins and fresh vegetables versus the casseroles and the bread? Yeah, it's a good point because typically we have, you know, our favorite casseroles and bread dishes and everything that we have on the table. So I think this really brings in the mindful eating practice of prioritizing. So consider what your favorites are. Maybe perhaps there's one, I, th I think the thing that I always think about is I'm never going to say no to everything. You know, we want to make sure that we're giving ourselves an opportunity to enjoy those flavors as well. So perhaps there's one casserole that may not necessarily be your favorite, but there's another one that is your favorite. So maybe skip that one casserole and make a pan of roasted vegetables or have something fresh, you know, some fresh fruit on the side or some fresh vegetables on the side. Think about what, what are those dishes that you only get at this time of the year that are your, are your favorite ones? How can you focus on your more, you know, your fresh fruits and vegetables, your lean proteins, your whole grains? So even when it comes to your breads, are those breads whole grains? Because those have more fiber, so it'll keep you fuller longer. When you're considering about this, think about the color of the table. So is it is it yellows and whites and browns? What are, you know, are you having any reds and blues and greens and what what colors are you bringing out with the fresh fruits and vegetables because that'll add a lot of nutri nutritional content as well so you make your make your plate a rainbow and the last last final tip is uh there there are some sneaky ways that you can add some vegetables into things so we put we actually put steamed cauliflower and mashed potatoes and nobody really ever notices and um and you can just mash it right in with those and you can also exchange the you know exchange cinnamon toasted walnuts for the marshmallows on a sweet potato casserole great ideas a uh, cauliflower is amazing you can do that uh it's almost like a you can replace that uh, with either mashed potatoes or it almost tastes like grits sometimes depending on how you prepare it but um those are great ideas. I love the idea that uh, sometimes we're not even chewing. <laughs> that just shows kind of the way that we are. We're so excited about the big meal um, that, yeah, sometimes we're, we're not even chewing. Diana, how can people find you here at DECAL if they need help through the holidays? Maybe you're, you're going to maybe talk some people off the ledge and into 2021. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm willing to talk. I always tell everyone, I, my background, I'm a registered dietitian. So I, I work with our federal nutrition programs here at DECAL, but I'm also happy to talk with our staff if they have any questions or need any helpful tips. So anybody is welcome to contact me via email. You can email me at diana.myers at decal.ga.gov. And that's D-I-A-N-A dot M-Y-E-R-S. Hey guys, we're going to take another break for just a minute. You remember Ben Appling, our Director of Audits and Compliance. He's also a guitarist. He performed at Decal's Got Talent. 
back in October of 2019. I think he came in uh, second place, maybe third place, something like that. Anyway, here is Ben now with his church rhythm section at North Metro Baptist Church playing the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version of Oh Holy Night. Let's listen.
And there is Ben Appling. Did you ever think an audits and compliance guy would also shred a guitar like Ben? No, I think that's what's so great about it is you don't expect it from him just because he is our director of audits and compliance. And he's pretty, um, you know, reserved in his mannerisms. And so for him to shred on the guitar, um, it's a nice surprise. And he's got a lot of talent. Yeah. Now, did your husband, John, uh, we'll have to play this for him and get his opinion. I think he would I think he would approve. Oh, I think he'd definitely be impressed. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. And a big shout out again to North Metro Baptist Church. Uh, Listen, if they've got a rhythm section like that, you might want to drop in and visit Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra. That's pretty good. Appreciate uh, their efforts uh, in making our holiday podcast a little more special. Well, it's also the season for gift ideas, and LaToya and Jennifer are joining us to share their expertise from Child Care Services and Georgia's Pre-K program. So, LaToya, let's start with you. What are some of the gifts we want to be looking for that will encourage growth and learning in these very early years? Okay, a great holiday gift that will stimulate all great creative minds and boost excitement for learning are what I call craft boxes. These boxes can be personalized to promote the educational needs of each child and make it age appropriate, which benefits all age groups. While these craft boxes can include items that foster learning, it can also include an assortment of fun-filled items like crayons, paint, block sets, seek and find games for all the younger minds. In the craft boxes, we can include um, tie-dye kits, for older uh, children, like school-age learners, to engage in creativity, which is a great way for continued exploration. These um, tie-dye kits, you can make bookmarks, socks, towels, t-shirts, just to name a few, which are super fun ways to engage. Um, Another thing to include in these boxes could be magnetiles. Magnetiles are like little magnetic blocks that encourage the development of math and science skills, as well as creativity while learning geometric concepts. Magnetiles can also be sorted by shape and color, which makes it fun for like the younger learners, like toddlers or early preschool. The, uh, another fun thing about these craft boxes, you can name them. It can be continuous throughout the years. Um, if you have a four-year-old son, you can name it Sammy's box. So each year, Sammy's going to be looking for that craft box. If Sammy enjoys trains, that can be a train-shaped box that he's looking for every year under that tree. Um, Lastly, the craft box can also be decorated. So if that's something that, you know, spurs an interest where the child can actually engage and decorate that box, and then that family member can then go at the fun activities for them to engage in. Um, All great ideas. Definitely. Jennifer, how about you? So I really think any gift has the opportunity to create a learning moment. Um, You know, we have our classics and I think every year I remember back, my kids are older now. So I remember back when my kids were younger, I was always um, interested in the hottest toy list, right? That comes out every year that what are the hottest toys? What are the hottest toys? And I oftentimes would feel pressure to get those items on that list. Um, this year, I was curious just to see what was on the hottest toy list. And one of the things they, they had mentioned on there was something called My um, Fabulous Storyteller. 
And so I read up about it a little bit and it sounds like it's an audio toy where children can listen to various stories, but not only do they listen to them, they can create their own, um, which I think kids love to do. They love those open-ended activities where they can be creative and use their imagination. But again, it doesn't have to be something that's expensive. You could get that same um, effect by buying a, a hard book, a hardback book um, that they can hold in their lap or you can read to them, but then maybe add some dress up clothes or some puppets and props so that they can then act out the story. All of this is gonna do a really good job at building their language, introducing new vocabulary. Um, it's gonna introduce words like setting and character. So, so books, of course, are always a go-to. Um, adding props with those books are, are great for kids. Um, I also was thinking when my son was younger, he, he was not one to, to just naturally pick up a book. Of course, we would read, you know, at bedtime, but he, he loved to be outside. Um, he loved sports. He loved bugs. When, when he was in pre-K, he would come home and he would have ladybugs in his pockets because he collected them on the playground. So I had to try to be really creative and find ways to build his language and build his writing because they were slow to, slower to develop. Um, so one year for Christmas, we had got, we had bought him a, it was a water telescope. Um, and so he was able to take that water telescope outside and make observations in the back Creek. Um, but we also added a tablet, a, a spiral bound tablet and some crayons and markers so he could practice writing and, and, and drawing what he observed. So that really helped with his fine motor skills. Um, but I, I think it's really important. Like I said, I don't think things have to be expensive. I think you have to start with with figuring out what is your child interested in naturally, um, building on those interests, figuring out what skills you want to develop, and then and then go from there. So Jennifer and Latoya, can we assume that parents and grandparents are going to indulge their children and grandchildren with more traditional toys, like uh, Jennifer was talking about the latest and greatest uh, that everybody's looking for? So does that put the responsibility on aunts and uncles and extended family to step in with the educational toys? So, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think about like my mom and ask, you know, she asks me about wish lists or Christmas gift lists um, for, for my kids and they want to do something fun for them. They don't necessarily always want it to be educational. Um, but again, anything can be educational. You can, you can, you know, if, if, if you need to develop those writing skills, you can have a cute little, um, maybe like a tackle box and put some themed stickers and envelopes and stationery in there. It can still be fun, um, even though there's more of an educational goal to it. So, you, you know, if you have a, a little one that's into sports, get some sports themed stationery and pencils and markers and crayons, put it in a cute little personalized tackle box. And that makes a great gift. Um, and I think, I think family would, would have fun giving that personalized gift. So we posted uh, this question on our Facebook page and we got some great suggestions. Commissioner, maybe you can help me uh, with this list. Christy says, books, blocks, Play-Doh, stacking toys, sorting toys, pretend play items, uh, and a box, uh, to name a few. Thought that was interesting. It is. Um, also, Sally said the Kiwi Crates. It's a STEM activity box that grows with your child. You can uh, start at any age level. It's a six-week subscription worth the money. 
And Sally started it with her grandson and he looks forward to the green box arriving. I could see how that would be fun having something that's going mm-hmm. to arrive, you know, once a week for your child. That would be exciting. Yeah. Uh, Susan Harper is our board chair for the Board of Early Care and Learning. She suggests Little Joe Chickapig, which comes with a stuffed Chickapig. And that was actually mentioned by a couple of folks on our Facebook page that you can get a book that comes with a stuffed animal character from the book. Uh, Children seem to enjoy holding on to that while you're reading the story to them. So uh, another great idea. Right. And you're right. Very similar. That's what Michelle said. Books with matching stuffies. So um, good idea there. That was actually another um, hot list item. There was a, um, I think it's called Moon Pals, but it was a weighted stuffed animal and it was advertised to be a comforting sleep aid for kids. But something like that's also great to teach them social emotional skills. We know that Um, Younger children sometimes have a hard time managing their emotions when they're frustrated or angry or upset. And so if you got them a nice little comforting um, stuffed animal or blanket along with a book that discusses feelings, that's a great tool to teach kids. Yeah. Uh, PD said non-technology toys that stimulate the imagination. Kim says, and maybe you guys know this better than I do, Duplo Legos. Anybody know about that? Yeah, Legos are an oldie but a goodie. I mean, I think that those have been around forever, right? And it it really helps teach kids with, um, it teaches them math skills. You know, there's various shapes and um, they have to use their reasoning skills to put, um, to link certain blocks together. So, and again, they can use their creativity and imagination. So Legos Legos are a great, great option. Uh, Also puzzles and uh, Linda says cause and effect toys. Some good ideas there. Uh, Faye says books, crayons, paper, and puzzles. Sandy said blocks and things they can maneuver. I like this next one. I'm going to give that to you. (laughs) A cardboard box and some markers. Although I think that's a great idea. I'm just going to be honest. My children would be extremely disappointed if that's what I gave them for Christmas. Um, Maybe on another day. Like they might like that after they've unwrapped everything. And that's probably what they would play with the most um, is the cardboard box and some markers. And also, again, we've got books. And then um, LaToya mentioned the magnetiles, which... um, I, my children had those and we still actually have them and they get them out occasionally. They're, they're actually really neat little toys. Uh, Lauren says squigs. I'm not familiar, but she says they're awesome for fine motor skills. Uh, Dana says musical toys, books, something personal. And I like this name on a blanket or a book bag. Um, so other good ideas. Yeah, all very uh, good ideas for uh, young children for the holidays. Yeah, so many great ideas. We appreciate that. We're going to get back to Diana and talk about snacks, um, healthy snacks, in just a moment. But first of all, let's go back to more great holiday music offered up by our decal team. Child Care Services Consultant Malin Smith from our Central East region was one of the performers in last year's Decals Got Talent at the all-staff meeting, and uh, Malin's got a beautiful voice. Here she is singing Jesu Bambino. Winter, some splatter meet the snows 
Upon a winter's night Was born the child, the Christmas rose The king of love and light The angels sang the shepherd's song The grave on earth rejoiced And at his blessed birth the stars Their exultation shining it is the night of our dear Savior's birth long the world in sin and error pining till he appeared and his soul
Beautiful rendition by Child Care Services Consultant Malin Smith, again from our Central East region. Thanks so much for uh, the great music we heard uh, from Keturah, uh, Ben, and Malin. Uh, such a nice touch to this year's holiday podcast. Okay, so Diana, let's come back to you and find out, you know, there's so much candy and sugary snacks and all of that around for the kids and for ourselves, let's be honest, what are some suggestions of healthy snacks? Something a, a little better for our kids this season. This is a great question, especially this time of the year. So um, some good suggestions. I think, again, going back to how do you have your food environment, making sure that you're keeping those candies and cookies in the pantry, making sure they're kind of out of the viewpoint and keeping those normal eating patterns. So they're eating them, you know, not before snack or not before dinner, or before, you know, any of those major meals with them concentrating on your portions and involving them in the cooking process are some great, great tips around eating. But also think about, you know, making sure that you're having balance. So kids, they're going to eat candy, they're going to eat those snacks in it. So what do the snacks that you're serving look like during this time of the year? So even though they're eating some candy on the side, you know, uh, so growing up, we used to have, we used to lay out the plate of traditional plate of cookies for Santa. But then we also used to lay out celery with peanut butter on it with a little red M&M for the Rudolph, so that the reindeers could have it. So making sure that you know, there's some really great creative ways that you can create holiday treats, having holiday colored fruits and vegetables, or, um, you know, balance it out with some trail mix or some yogurt, having some, you know, holiday cover colored fruit smoothies. I know some of the things that I kind of sneak in some of the healthier things are, um, you know, putting whole grain flour in your pancakes that you're making for breakfast, or you can make some baked apple or pumpkin oatmeal. So it still has those holiday flavors and those, that, that sweetness, but it's on the healthier side as well. And some other things is when you're making cookies, you can also sneak in some, some oatmeal or some applesauce in it. So I'm a big, big proponent of making sure that kids recognize their fruits and their vegetables, but there are also some other ways that we can can add in some more nutritional components in it as well. So I think it's, it's all about balance and being mindful and having conversation with your kids and also involving them in the process and making just as we do for ourselves, making those easier, healthier items accessible. Because I know if I'm sitting at the kitchen table and I'm working and, um, you know, my son will be doing virtual learning, I'll have some blueberries or something like that. And the blueberries will be gone by the end of the day. So just making those things easy, easily accessible as well. So, Commissioner, I don't know about you, but I feel like I'd be a better person had I grown up in Diana's house. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, ladies, this was great, and we hope folks will um, will take the advice both on the food front um, as well as the great gift ideas for children uh, birth to five. Thanks so much for making our holiday podcast so special this year, and uh, to you and yours. Have a very happy holiday season and all the best in 2021. Now your questions from the water cooler. Hello, I'm Greg Brown and I work in the legal division here in Atlanta. My question for Commissioner Jacobs is, do you know whether child care providers may have 
may be designated for early access to any vaccine that becomes available? Thank you. Well, Greg, that is a great question um, that I wish I had a more definitive answer to. I think it's actually um, a great thing to think about, and I will definitely make sure that as the governor and Dr. Toomey make those decisions on how those vaccines are administered and who gets them first, that child care um, is definitely at the top of the list. Because you're right, they have been, they've been working through this whole pandemic and will continue um, to be working. And so we definitely need to make sure they have access to that. Great question, Greg. And it's time to give you a chance at winning a nice prize. And the decal download quiz will draw one name from all the correct answers received. Email your response to decal download at decal.ga.gov. Here's the question. Name one of Diana's four P's of mindful eating. Name one. That's all we're asking for. Of Diana's four P's of mindful eating and know if you name all four P's, you're not going to get a bigger price. Thanks for playing and good luck. Thanks for tuning in to Decal Download. For more information, visit our website at decal.ga.gov. The conversation continues on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest. Follow Commissioner Jacobs on Twitter at C-O-M-M Jacobs.